Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on, shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here, hanging out with Fernando. Hi, Ben. And Travis Irvine. Hello, Ben. What a year it's been. We're less than a week out from the midterm election. So much to discuss. We have a great episode once again for you. We're going to play some sound from Marjorie Taylor Greene, also a little bit from Carrie Lake. Uh, and as well, we'll play a sound from Tim Ryan, some sound from Tim Ryan, of course, a man running for Senate against J.D. Vance plus plus much, much <laughs> more, more. It's the time for the twos. In the fact, it's 2022. Mm-hmm. And will we see history repeating? Does a sitting Democratic president mm-hmm. once again lose control of the House uh. and find his control weakened? Further in the Senate, what do you guys think is going to happen? I want to play one clip up top, bit of a non sequitur, but we were looking for good political satire. I was on the, I was looking for some good George Carlin, but we stumbled upon Mort Saul. Yes. Mort Saul is an OG. This dude has been doing political comedy when we were all, when our fathers were still in the balls of their father. I mean, that's how old this man is. Very old. He summed up the two political parties perfectly. I think this goes back to the 1950s. I don't know. There was TV. It was black and white. 50s, something like that. (laughs) Sounds right. Let's play this little 30-second clip of Mort Saul just to remind ourselves everything is history repeating. We've been here before. The power's in our hands, and we can control the narrative going forward. This is nothing new. We've been fighting the same fight for a long time, which, again, begs the question, Qui bono, who benefits from us fighting as they make away with the gold? So smart. And the power. Mort Saul, everyone. So the left wing is made up of the Communist Party, which Time Magazine points out has a membership of 4,000, 3,000 of whom are FBI agents, as I understand. <laughs> the right wing is made up of, uh, it started with capitalism, which we don't have anymore, but you might ask your parents, it was terrific. And uh, it was really good. Value received and you had a future. It was terrific. Then it went from that. Uh, it, it goes into monopoly, merger, and restraint of trade. And then finally, the utopia greed, which we're working on. But we haven't worked out here. And dare I say, utopia, utopia complete. We, yeah. we yeah. are in officially, if you are a greedy, slimy piece of human trash, this is your heyday. This is your prime. The mm. idea of crony corrupt capitalism 
coming in the future is gone because it lives in the president. It lives in the present, <laughs> perhaps also in the president. And mm. certainly in 2024, if old Donnie gets back in that White House and paints it orange once again, greed <sighs> thy name is the Trump organization. When it comes to the narrative, mm. Gavin Newsom, He's a greaseball. He knows all about hot sex with Kimberly Guilford. <laughs> he also knows a thing or two about politics. The oh. man has been successful in political life. He had a, uh, they had a recall. He was able to beat his opponent uh, quite easily. Of course, his opponent was Larry Elder. Yay. <laughs> the illusion of choice has never been strong because was Larry Elder really an option? Gavin Newsom has come out and blasted the Democratic Party just days before the midterm, saying that they've lost the narrative. Uh-oh. The narrative that the Republican Party is putting forth is that crime is running rampant on the streets, fentanyl is killing our children, and it's all because of Democratic policies. Now, obviously, fentanyl, a very real problem, something that's happening. It's coming from China, going through the southern border. We know for a fact this has nothing to do with policies of one party. This is a monetized, corrupt corporation that has gotten a lot of people from both political parties very, very wealthy, specifically anyone who supports big pharmaceutical companies. And as we know, when you watch CNN, MSNBC, or Fox News, coming up next, we got uh, a great conversation with with uh, Douchebag McFuck. Mm. But before, let's go to a word with our sponsor. Mm-hmm. Smiling happy buttholes brought to you by Merck. The side effects are you die and your family hates you. But have you ever thought about how bad the gout is? A lot of people pulling the strings, a lot of corporations pulling the strings. And this election cycle, more than ever before, in my mind, doing this show for the past 12 years, the divide and conquer politics coming from these politicians. Mm. It's so disgusting. They're tearing apart the fabric of our community. All because no one wants to address the main issues in the room, which is, again, crony corrupt capitalism, corporations running amok, and monopolies destroying our economic system. This is happening now through the narrative of crime. Mm. Obviously, crime is real. We know crime is real. We've all suffered from crime. It's not good. To blame one party over the other would be an absolute misnomer, specifically for all those real crime hawks out there. Thank every single Democrat that was in power in the 90s because they gave us the most powerful crime bill in this country's history. Three strikes and you're out. One of the worst things that's ever happened. They filled our prisons under Bill Clinton. They doubled up the prison population from 800,000 to 1.4 million. So this idea that somehow Democrats are weak on crime is simply and utterly a lie, specifically when we see the rhetoric right now coming from elected officials and their cronies and the people that support them in media. They are aiding and abetting in crimes happening all over this country. But it's okay if the criminal shares their political ideology. Mm. <laughs> I'm looking at you, David DePepe, who, beyond, or, who despite... Popular conspiracy theory online was not, <laughs> and I know this is going to be really sad for all of you to hear, huh? not butt-fucking Paul Pelosi. Oh. I know people want to fantasize out there. Oh. I, as soon as I saw a picture of DePepe, yeah. I said, Pelosi, he could he's do better. getting himself a pool boy. Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly he's, he's, not, he's not hot enough. Come on now. Yeah. Me and Ben had a disagreement before the show. I know. But- you, well, you like, you. to be honest, Fernando, you are very 
open-minded when it comes to the physical features of people you might be attracted to. Yes, I'm a lover. I'm a lover, not <laughs> a hater. Lover, okay. But, but I mean, if I were as rich as Paul Pelosi, yeah. I would definitely get a pool boy. I wouldn't sure. get some De Pepe looking movie. How did this conspiracy even originate and because, take hold? Because they were both in their underwear and how did he get past security? All right. Oh, well. my God. Well, now I have questions again. The security. Why were they in their underwear? I'll take to Twitter with my thoughts. Yes, take to Twitter. Have fun with it. I'm sure Elon Musk will uh, enjoy your tweet uh, much as like he enjoyed his tweet. Right, which he has since deleted. Since he, of course, he recently deleted it because it's basically just a lie. <laughs> Amazing. Crime is up in this country, according to the political ads. But is it actually up? Now, again, Stats are stats, and if you are a victim of violent crime, who gives a flying fuck what the statistics right. are on it? But one of the interesting things about this, uh, the stats on crime right now, this is according to FBI data, it's actually down 1%. Uh, crime, violent crime, is down an estimated 1% in 2021. However, the number of murders have increased by more than 4%. So there's a lot of reasons for this. I think if you look at mass shootings, if you look at gun violence across the board, we no longer live in a country where you get into a fist fight and maybe someone gets stabbed with a little pokey with a little <laughs> knife in their pocket. You know what I'm saying? Someone's got a knife in their boot. Mm. Now you just go, you bring out your handgun, you bring out your shotgun, you bring out your AR, and you just shoot and kill them and anyone else who is in the proximity of them. Now, when it comes to gun violence, what party seems to be discussing that issue more than the other? <laughs> of course, in this case, it would be reasonable-minded Democrats, reasonable uh, liberals. And then, of course, on the other side, anytime there's a, a act of gun violence, the only answer is more, 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 more. So to Gavin Newsom's point, which I'm not sure if he should be making right now because it's not exactly inspiring people to go to the polls, there is one party that is actively benefiting from gun violence, and there's another party that isn't. And the political ramifications have become completely and utterly flipped. And you wonder, how did the Democrats manage to fuck this up? Was it the $40 million in funding for candidates like Kerry Lake? Yikes. I don't know. I mean, this is going into dire but we'll, territory. We'll see what happens. I'm yeah. not being, I mean, who knows? We have to get out there. People got to get out there and vote. And if you want to vote, vote your heart. And again, not every Democrat is great. Not every Republican is certainly not great. <laughs> but in this election cycle, it is a fight between people who believe in democracy and people who don't. But right now, the messaging on violence is moving the needle in the positive direction or the right direction in this case for the Republican Party, despite the fact after Uvalde, what did Ted Cruz fucking do? Right. Mm -hmm. What did Greg Abbott do? After every single goddamn mass shooting we have in this country, what do they do? They go and stand behind the NRA, stand behind gun manufacturers, and say the only issue to this is we're going to need some more guns because, you know, when someone's drowning, the best way to help them is to add another gallon on top. It's just unbelievable that the Democratic Party has been able to allow this narrative to slip through their fingers. So let's play some sound. Let's play um, what's going on regarding people encouraging violence. The aforementioned Carrie Lake. This is her. She's speaking. Again, a woman that was funded by the DNC. Thank you, DNC. <laughs> this is her speaking to her constituents, to the people that love to go watch her sit cross-legged. Oh, hoping for a Sharon Stone moment. <laughs> no, not her. 
Why not? I mean, hey, politics aside, come on. Um, <laughs> let's take a listen to Carrie Lake just laughing at the home invasion that took place at the Pelosi house. Again, politics aside, this is why all politics corrupt. You hear the sentence, an 82-year-old dude is attacked with a hammer and had to have brain surgery. 99.9% of people would be like, that's not good. But this is, again, how poisoning politics are. But it was Paul Pelosi. Well, have mm. we thought maybe they were having sex with each other? <laughs> Jeez. It is not impossible to protect our kids at school. They act like it is. Nancy Pelosi, well, she's got protection when she's in D.C. Apparently her house doesn't have a lot of protection. <laughs> but if our lawmakers have protection, if our lawmakers can have protection, if our uh, politicians can have protection, if our athletes, then certainly the most important people in our lives, our children, should have protection. Yeah. Mm. What have you done to protect the children? Right. That's the question. Right. Everyone agrees with the everyone agrees with the question rather, but no one seems to agree with the answer. Carrie Lake's answer, this is just a policy point, is that she wants more guns in schools under the guise that she's going to then be protecting students. But as we've talked about before, more guns, more violence. It's a pretty simple mathematical equation. Look at Chicago. Things aren't going great. If I was a kid, and I was once, and my teacher had a gun, I'm having a bad day. Maybe I drank a little bit too much in the morning, smoked some weed out of a bad apple. I don't know. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm tackling this teacher, grabbing the gun, and now we're going to have a whole bunch of free pizza Ugh. at school that day. So the idea that the Republican fringe wing of that party is the party of responsibility and the party of anti-violence is absolutely an utter dog shit. And the Democrats really need to be doing a better job of messaging what we see right in front of our freaking eyes mm -hmm. on a regular basis. Right. Yeah. This has become the narrative, obviously, because fear sells. We know fear that much. sells. It's been going on forever. Right. And every single Senate commercial that we've been reviewing uh, and that you see all across the country in the competitive states, mm -hmm. your Arizonas, your New Hampshire's, your Pennsylvania's, your Ohio's, your Georgia's, your Wisconsin's, your North Carolina's, and yes, even your Florida's, where we play that clip of Val Demings mm -hmm. going after Marco Rubio with a similar line of attack. She's the Democrat. She's a former cop. So she's going after her Republican opponent for doing nothing about school shootings and gun violence. And I believe we're going to play a clip from the Tim Ryan, J.D. Vance Town mm -hmm. Hall on Fox News. And Tim Ryan took a similar tack. Talk, talk about January 6th. What right. happened on that day? It was people on one side with Trump flags and cops on the other. Right. And the idea of a double standard in the justice system, again, one of the ultimate hypocrisies and ironies of the Republican platform right now, claiming that they're the ones right. that have reaped <laughs> the wrong end of the uh, criminal justice stick when it comes to over-incarceration, mm -hmm. when it comes to over-policing. There was a candidate we discussed earlier uh, many weeks ago who was smoking a blunt uh, during his television He's ad. He's running State. against uh, it's Gary Chambers. He's running against John Kennedy. He smoked a blunt talking about how black men, black people are four times more likely mm -hmm. to be arrested for marijuana violations. It is unreal right. that the narrative the Republican Party is laying down is being picked up. And of course, it's being picked up by people who are either willfully ignorant or desperately, desperately trying to find a reason to rationalize their political point of views. And they can't fathom to think it's because they're hate-filled morons. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen 
gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. There was also a dude, when it comes to political violence, as we've talked about before, this is also bipartisan, but when it comes to prosecution, there's a story in Chicago where this dude was hit with three felony charges for allegedly sending death threats to Illinois Republican gubernatorial candidate Darren Bailey. This guy's name was Scott Lennox. He was 21 years old. So he sent some threats. He got hit with three felonies. We've heard multiple voicemails that have been given to, in this case, Democratic members of the Mm -hmm. House, Democratic members of the Senate, calling them traitors and your head should be on a stick. To my understanding, there's been zero felony charges filed against them. And the charges that have been filed against people who committed an act of insurrection on January 6th are fought tooth and fucking nail by the gold cross wearing Laura Ingrams of the world. Right. As again, they are the ones who pretend as if they're the victims of police brutality and the victims of violent crime when the call is coming from within their own home. Right. And in fact, with Ohio's Senate race, J.D. Vance, he actually had tweeted links to raise money for some of these defendants in the January 6th cases. So again, to your point, Ben, and to Gavin Newsom's point, how are Democrats fucking up this narrative so bad that the crime that's running rampant in the streets and you see it in all these Republican Senate commercials talking about Joe Biden's America and being soft on the border. At the end of the day, there's only one political party in this country that has actively defunded police, and that is the Republican Party at state levels, local levels. And again, if you just look at the footage of January 6th, it's clearly one political party fighting mm. a bunch of cops. I don't understand. Honestly, if I was a Democratic strategist, you just roll out that footage <laughs> right. in every single commercial. Right. It's like, who is attacking the police here? But with the aforementioned conspiracy theory world that we live in, where conspiracy thought has just become mm. thought because no one wants to have any intelligent uh, narrative uh, in between their ears anymore. Did January 6th even happen? It was right. a mass delusion. So now we can't even agree that what we all saw with our own two eyes. We had friends on the ground there that were simply trying to do a comedy bit who were just like, this got serious, <laughs> this serious. quickly. We here. know for a fact the president of the United States aided and abetted it. We know Roger Stone actively plotted and wrote down what he wanted to do that day five <laughs> years before it fucking happened because he thought he was going to lose then. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Let's play this clip of Tim Ryan. I think he's taken a good approach to J- against J.D. Vance. Again, J.D. Vance, a man who was funded by Peter Thiel and Peter Thiel alone. This dude knows nothing about the people of Ohio, what they need, what's going to help them out. And don't forget, J.D. Vance, for all of this anti-Ivy League rhetoric, he is an Ivy League stooge. Mm-hmm. He, just like all the other Ted Cruz's of the world, they all got the education they're telling you not to get because you don't deserve it. And quite frankly, they want to keep you dumb. Mm. Uh, they're in cahoots with Tucker Carlson, a dumb man's uh, intelligent man. And indeed, even by that standard, he's fucking stupid. But let's play Tim Ryan uh, attacking or saying the obvious 
when it comes to J.D. Vance. Mm -hmm. They stormed the Capitol on January 6th. They beat up 140 police officers, killed, killed one. Okay, they killed, they killed one. Uh-oh. This is on Fox News. They're so. not booing the fact that they killed we someone. All, They're booing the fact he said it. We all, right. We all watched. We all watched the. We all watched the video. We all watched the video. They're calling him a liar. And I. Let him finish, please. And I work. I'm. I'm happy to have this conversation. I'm not afraid to have this conversation. These are the conversations Hell we yeah. need to have in this country. I welcome you guys. Let's just be respectful. But I'm not afraid to stand here and defend my position. Um, on January 6th, 140. Cap, I, I sit on the subcommittee that funds the Capitol Police. These are my friends. Go. 140 of them got hurt. And some of them still can't go back to work because they were beat up with lead pipes. They were sprayed with pepper spray. They were beaten with flagpoles. Okay? They were trying to overthrow the government. They were trying to stop the peaceful transition of the government. What else were they doing there? Are they going to kill Mike Pence? Right? They want to kill Nancy Pelosi. Now somebody's beating up Nancy Pelosi's husband with a hammer. J.D. Vance raised money for the insurrectionists. He made several social Boom. media posts to raise money for them. Now, again, I don't care what your politics are, but Americans should say no. We have to say no to that. We're going to try to get as many questions. And he was able to win the crowd over a little right. bit. It's a powerful moment a, for him. a minute. <laughs> yes, and I think that's why I always love going on Fox News, uh, because it's important to reach out to those people and also makes you feel a little bit more uh, like a badass as opposed to gr- agreeing with all the talking blabbers on MSNBC. Who wants to be at that table? I would rather be at a table uh, with a bunch of chodes I disagree with. Right. Uh, because it's more fun for me. Right. I can't just be a, a half agreeing and then half disagreeing and then MSNBC. Oh, my God. There's probably not even any uh, cookies in the green room. Sure. Either way, we're going to cut to a commercial from a pharmaceutical company. Fantastic. This ad brought to you by Northrop Grumman. Do you hate your kids? Wish they were in the war. We're planning a new one for them to be sent off to. <laughs> Don't this. worry about no it. No boots on the ground. They just got to be drone controllers. That's right. Keep them kids playing the video games. Have fun with that. Too soon, boys. By the way, my PS4. They're not giving me fucking any new games. Oh. Nothing. They're phasing me out. I know when I'm getting phased out. I'm getting phased out. Oh, you're getting phased out? What's happening here is that violence is now being seen with a grain of salt, a sense of humor. There's a New York Post hacker. He uploaded these articles calling uh, for the assassination of AOC and to murder Joe Biden. This was on the New York Post website. Obviously, the New York Post. It's my it's the uncle I like to have over. But at some point, he's got to go. But it is good times. But there's this person tweeted out to two point eight million followers. We must assassinate AOC for America. They also talked about murdering Joe Biden. Now, this wasn't taken seriously. Obviously, the staffer was called out. They were fired. There was some corporate situation that occurred and the person lost his job and rightfully so. But the problem is this rhetoric has become so normalized. That again, even a hammer attack against the husband of an elective official. And you know us. I'm always going to say the caveat. Fuck the Pelosi's. Go to the river and drown. I don't care what they do. (laughs) But you don't actively go and attack human beings with a hammer because of some bullshit thing you read online. Same thing with the guy at the Comet Pizza. You know, for that man, 
I almost have some empathy because he really thought he was going to find a group of children being sex slaved. Mm-hmm. Like, again, mm-hmm. I always use the uh, analogy of when Wayne from Wayne's World opened up the door at the diner and there was a bunch of ninjas training. And he's like, I just wanted to open up a room and see a bunch of ninjas training. <laughs> this guy wanted to go to the basement and see a bunch of kids in cuffs and he was going to rescue all of them. It's not real. It's not happening. But the problem is the real things are when you actually take a hammer to a dude's head or you go into a place with a shotgun, scare the fuck out of anyone, everyone, and at some point could easily result in death. The joke stops there, but we have elected officials who are not just keeping this joke going. They're solidifying it, making it a reality, and it's only going to lead to more political violence. Right. And that's what's so scary about it. You know, this isn't like this isn't fun times in America. This isn't like, oh, this is fine. It's America. We have freedom of speech. We're allowed to say whatever you want. And it's like, yeah, you can. But with that, please, God, have some intellectual fortitude. Right. And realize that the people that you're stoking, like Marjorie Taylor Greene, she knows what she's doing. She's not exactly the sharpest knife in the drawer herself. I don't believe uh, that she is completely and utterly lying. I think she may be dipped in the dye as well to some degree, which allows her to lie with such callous, with a smile on her face. If anyone watched the testimony she gave to even be allowed to run for office again, uh-huh. I mean, the disdain in her voice for democracy is nuts. But these people are becoming radicalized and they're becoming normalized to the point now where we just kind of like laugh at it. Right. And that's a real danger. Yeah. I mean, the Carrie Lake clip says a lot. I mean, right there, she just mentions uh, the Paul Pelosi attack and uh, and the moderator she's with, the crowd, they can't contain their giggles because, right. again, ironically, the Republicans are running on the fact that Democrats are soft on crime. You just had crime happen to a top Democrats family member. And then now it's funny. Absolutely. And it would have been a lot funnier because some of the conspiracy theory says that David DePoppy was an immigrant. Oh, that would have uh, been the punchline right. for him, wouldn't it? That's J.D. Vance back to that Tim Ryan, J.D. Vance town hall on Fox News. That was uh, this week. J.D. Vance, his response in terms of the Paul Pelosi attack was, oh, well, because it's a sanctuary city. And that's what happens. The crime is rampant in mm. San Francisco and sanctuary cities. Well, J.D. Vance should know because that's where he's been the last 20 years. He has not been in Ohio. He's been out in San Francisco working for Peter Thiel and working for the big tech industries that he also claims to hate. Absolutely. And the idea that big tech is innately leftist or whatever the fucking bullshit, I don't care. That's not true. It is all (laughs) run by disgusting, crony capitalists. Even what was the dude that had Twitter before? Jack Dorsey. Jack Dorsey. Anyone who thinks he's like the good billionaire, he's a fucking schmuck. They're all pieces of shit. He is as well. And he was simply making decisions so that he could get more ad revenue. Mm -hmm. They don't care about language. They don't give a crap. Elon Musk, you know, he's going to make money. I think he's going to start charging people 15 or 18 bucks. Whatever gets people off the fucking thing, to be honest with you, I really don't care. (laughs) Um, There will be another social media platform that pops up. Maybe he, now that he has Parler, (laughs) will really bring that into the... Finally, into the mainstream. Uh, Sadly, I believe a lot of stuff that's expressed on that platform is mainstream now, as we're seeing with so much anti-Semitism coming from people like Yee and Kyrie Irving. But let's just play this clip of Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's talking to a constituent and then she didn't like what the constituent said. So as opposed to being an actual leader, she just decides to talk over him. She keeps calling January 6th the riot. 
that was an attempt to overthrow the government. And also, you was right in the middle of it. You texted Kelly Leffer, you texted Meadows. You was all in the middle of that. Uh, you're a, a QAnon conspiracy. You like the Boogaloo Boys. You all up in all of Sir, that. you're lying. These are all lies. I don't know what kind of news you're watching, but you're paying attention to the fake news. I'm sorry. You were lying. No, you're just calling up and you're yelling at me about things you don't know. These are all lies. If you love Putin so much, really? Why don't you go over there? Okay, this is all you. I don't listen, sir. You've got some major problems, and I am not your problem. But you're paying attention to lies and fake news. None of this is true. Yep, you're fake news. So again, you know, there's a problem in our country when someone expressing the truth is told that they have a problem by an elected official. Again, um, you serve us, MTG, and down the line. So that man making rational points, and you knew as soon as he started making such rational salient points, face. she had to, <laughs> you're lying, news, you're fake, fake news, news, which sir. is just one of the most childish ways to end an argument uh, under the guise of victory. She didn't win shit. She's a moron. And the only reason that she ever even has a rational con- or a conversation that makes her seem mildly rational is when she's in the uh, backdrop of One American News or on Sean Hannity's show, uh, it makes it, their stupidity almost cancels one another out. Mm. So why did this man criticize Marjorie Taylor Greene? Well, she did speak at an event that uh, was funded by white nationalists who openly supported Russian President Vladimir Putin. This event, as we've talked about, it was AFPAC. When CPAC is too liberal for you, <laughs> you got to go over to AFPAC. And we played a clip of Fuentes. This dude who was in charge of one of these psycho-ass groups. These people are absolutely and utterly foul. And the idea that this constituent calls up his public official and she just yells at him for saying fake news and that he's lying. That should send a chilling effect. They don't listen. They don't care. And they're lying right in front of us. And as soon as you speak the truth, they tell us that we're lying. Mm. That's how you get fascism. This is according to RNC chairwoman Ronna McDaniel. White supremacy, neo-Nazism, hate speech, and bigotry are disgusting and do not have a home in the Republican Party. Well, maybe they need to look in the boathouse because there's certain people on the property that certainly hold those views. And now that, again, with the help of the DNC, they might hold true power, such as Mark Fincham, Secretary of State candidate in Arizona, and the aforementioned Carrie Lake. We'll see what happens from there. Right. Yeah, it's a bit of a gamble. It's a bit of a gamble. gamble. Put it on red. That's what the Dems have done. It is just, this is why people get so upset with the American political system. And as we talked about, who is radicalized right now? Last episode, we talked about poll watchers, Mm -hmm. not poll workers. These people are going to polls with guns, armored vests, Getting ready to make sure that everyone's only voting once. Because, again, another huge lie is that people love to vote in this country. We can't get (laughs) fucking voter turnout over 60% like ever. Doesn't happen. If it's not American Idol, they ain't voting on it, Ben. Absolutely. (laughs) And I'm still very upset uh, with what, where's Ruben stuttered, Ben? Mm. Ruben! Where's Ruben stuttered, Ben? Where have you been, Ruben? Things are so bad for the two-party system. 
that we're now in a situation where Liz Cheney has not just endorsed one Democrat, she's now endorsed two. The aforementioned Tim Ryan. Now, if I'm Tim Ryan again, how did Travis talk to me just politically? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. What do you, what would, okay, uh-huh. let's say you're running for, you're the Democratic nominee, boom. All right. And all of a sudden, uh, Liz Cheney uh-huh. says, I just really love your ideas. I love your policy platform. Also, my friend David Duke, he loves what you had to say Uh-oh. about, oh, I don't even know, some bizarre thing. Um, <laughs> God knows what. But what do you do when someone who is as, with name recognition as foul as Cheney, yeah. start supporting your race? Does this help or does this hurt? I, I'm just so, conf- I'm so, my brain is like the man of two brains here. I, I don't know what to make of it. Right. I mean, it's the, the whole reason Tim Ryan went on Fox News is to court that moderate Republican vote. So I would honestly say, and by the way, this wasn't like a full-throated endorsement of Tim Ryan, I'm going to cut a commercial tonight type deal by Liz Cheney. This was a, she was doing a panel in Cleveland on her way to go campaign for uh, Slotkin, the Democrat that she has actually formally endorsed. And they, uh, the moderator, rightfully, because you got Liz Cheney in front of you, just asked her, because they're in Cleveland, Ohio, who would Liz Cheney prefer in the Senate, J.D. Vance or Tim Ryan? And my God, of course, the answer for Liz Cheney, a rational, moderate Republican who's a never-Trumper who, again, is talking also about January 6th right. and how Trumpers were on the wrong side of that entire thing. She endorsed Tim Ryan, but in a very, I would prefer Tim Ryan in this slot than J.D. Vance. And if she cited right. specifically J.D. Vance kowtowing, kissing the ass, if you mm. will, of Donald Trump. And, of course, like a lot of Republicans running this year, questioning the validity of the 2020 elections for stuff like that, yeah. for uh, criteria like that. Someone like J.D. Vance is no good with someone like Liz Cheney. And well, again, it's a low bar. Let's play this ad called Honor by Liz Cheney. And then let's talk about what does this mean for the country as a whole? Is the Democratic Party just going to be made up of socially slightly less morally corrupt Republicans? Is that the left wing party of this country? And then, is that where it's going? Is that why Charlie or Bill Crystal was on fucking all the liberal news networks after Trump? Right. I mean, that's kind of the problem. And that's Ugh. Tim Ryan's problem, too. I mean, Ohio is a red state. He's running for a Senate seat, that, seat that's been held by a Republican for over a decade. So he has to go on Fox News. He has to. Sure. And I have no problem with Cheney. that. Again. But it does. Does it suck? Yeah, it sucks. It sucks real bad, man. I mean, even right now, what we were talking about, the fact that Democrats have to talk about how they are also against crime and they are actually funding the police. That's how you know it's a midterm election where you're, you're not talking about the big idealistic progressive ideas that Democrats have, but you got to kowtow to the middle a little bit and hope you edge out the Republicans or else the Republicans are going to win and then they're taking over. All right, let's play this clip. It's entitled Honor. I don't know that I have ever voted for a Democrat, but if I lived in Arizona, I absolutely would. You have a candidate for governor, Carrie Lake. You have a candidate for secretary of state, Mark Fincham, both of whom have said that they will only honor the results of an election if they agree with it. (laughs) And if you you care about the survival of our republic, we cannot give people power who will not honor elections. We must have elected officials who honor that responsibility. So she's keeping that the issue. And again, so it's crime, it's violence, it's fentanyl, it's immigration. That's the right. The left's entire platform is 
democracy, democracy and elections. And, and the abortion rights as and well. And abortion rights. Women's rights. Right. Women's so, rights, yes. So, again, that was one of the things we've been talking about. When the exit polling does come through, is that powerful enough, that abstract idea powerful enough mm-hmm. to move the needle and get people out to vote? Or have the Republicans planted so much seeds of discontent that now even people on the left don't think our elections are safe? Oh because you have poll watchers. You have people like uh, this dude, Fincham, who might very well win, according to the polling data, Yikes. to be secretary of state in Arizona. When the elections truly are fucked, when we do have secretaries of state that don't honor the election. Right. What happens then? Right. And that's why I think Liz Cheney endorsing Democrats is technically a good thing, because the, the QAnon delusion the the you know the the delusion that has taken over the a lot of the Republican Party, it it is in fact a delusion, and mm-hmm. it, you can't you can't entertain it, you can't even dance a little bit with it because if you do, then you fall into it, and that I think that's why it's important for even if it is you know war criminal's daughter Liz Cheney, mm-hmm. even if it is her, she is sticking to it, saying this is not a fact, this is a delusion, this is not real. Right. And, and again, when it comes to too many people voting, we, the, we know for a fact the one thing that happens is voter purging. We saw that with Brian Kemp in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing this is interesting when it comes to transgender folks. Mm-hmm. Over 200,000 transgender folks could face voting restrictions because of state ID laws. Mm-hmm. So now because, oh, uh, you know, their identity doesn't match with their license. So that's a whole nother hurdle mm-hmm. that has to be discussed and confronted. The whole goal of a license is to just make sure it's you. Right. So, right. I, you know, that's that's the whole fucking point. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see what will happen in these really close elections. Obviously, transgender folks, they don't make up a large majority of the uh, they don't even make up a large minority of the population. Right. Uh, you know, there's sort of a minority and a minority and a minority. But 200,000 votes nationwide, if you purge that many people from a voting roll, you do wonder how that affects the election as well. And that's just a that's like a, a dog whistle because, you know, yeah. you, you, it's a oh, the, the ID doesn't match the, the sex. Then they can say, oh, your address isn't current or it's mm-hmm. just a start. It's a slippery slope to disallow these people because of a of a I haven't changed my ID to my new gender. yet. And that, right. of course, again, that is an act of voter fraud. Mm. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Speaking of Arizona, speaking of people that the Democratic Party helped fund, Blake Masters. This guy is such a ghoul. Uh, The man looks like he would uh, he and he man should have a fight together. But I think they just end up kissing in the bathroom. (laughs) Mark Kelly, a man with high name recognition, a dude who's got a good history, 
Um, I believe he was, this is the astronaut, correct? Yes. And the husband of Gabby, Gabby Gifford. Gifford. Yep. This man's been in the front lines, literally, of the political conversation mm-hmm. for a long time. It looks as if he is only beating Masters. This is according to Real Clear Politics by 1.5%. Oof. Blake Masters has cut this lead every single time. I've looked at the polling data. It's been cut by 1%, 2%. And it just, again, goes to show you how difficult it is once these messages are instilled in the minds of constituents to reverse and have them realize that what they've been consuming is total dog shit and it's poisoned the well. Mm. And I don't know what's going to happen. So it's very possible. You got masters, you got Lake and you got, uh, you got the fellow we were just discussing there for secretary of state. Fincham. Fincham in Arizona. That those three, That means that the Arizona election process is truly flawed. Yes. Because they've openly said that they won't support any results that go against their political desires. Uh, I don't don't like it. I'm not, I believe it. I don't like it. I don't believe it. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, in this Fincham commercial talking about how he is going to secure the elections, again, another use of fear, out of control Mm. crime, out of control border, out of control elections. There's no election security. Nothing's in control. Despite Mm. the fact that Trump's own cybersecurity administrator in 2020 said that that election was the most secure of all time and several other Trump administration and family members have also said that election was completely legitimate. All right, let's play this Fincham ad where he is not just embracing Donald Trump. He's still using Donald Trump for the political power that Trump still wields. And I guess in Arizona, this is still politically viable. He is tough as hell. He's incredible. He is running for a certain position that's going to be, I think, a very easy victory. Arizona State Representative Mark Fincham is with us tonight, and what a job he's done. Mark, great job, Mark. When Arizonans had concerns about their election, Mark Fincham had the courage to hold the hearing that led to the Arizona audit, endorsed by President Trump. Mark Hmm. Fincham is the election integrity fighter we need now. My God. So again, the irony is they say that they're fighting for election integrity. When in reality, they have openly said they don't believe in election integrity (laughs) unless it falls on the side that they support. Yeah, it's like the uh, MyPillow guy trying to prove that the Dominion machines could be hacked. So he goes and hacks one. And then then he gets in big trouble for doing that because you're not allowed to do that. It's like, Mm. good job. You did prove it. But you also proved that someone is on top of it. It doesn't matter if they're Republican or Democrat. Our elections in America are probably the most secure they've been in a long time, with the exception of these new poll watchers who are just trying to scare people from dropping off their families' ballots. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, speaking of what's on the ballot, voters in five states, including four that are among the most conservative in the country, will be deciding on the legalization of recreational marijuana as well in this election process. So we have Joe Biden, who recently said he's going to pardon people who are in federal penitentiary for marijuana offenses. Mm-hmm. It's not really that many people, but, you know, it's it's good rhetoric and it's a positive thought in the right direction, I suppose. If these states do end up legalizing marijuana, it will be fascinating for their economy and, of course, for politics in general. If passed, each state, Arkansas, Maryland, Missouri, North Dakota, and South Dakota, would join 19 other states and the District of Columbia Hmm. when it comes to legalizing marijuana. The first state to legalize marijuana was Colorado. Hmm. Now, this last ad I want to play is about Jared Polis. This ad, Jared Polis 
is one of the few governors in this country that I think is doing a good job. He's above water. I think mm-hmm. he's a good dude. Mm-hmm. I think his policies have been fairly strong. But this is an example, again, of right-wing lies and one-sided conversation. And it'll be interesting to see how as more conservative states legalize marijuana, we'll see if this narrative of violence and weed right. still holds true. Right, right? Right, right, right. Madness is still here. Birth of a Nation, it seems like it was just released last week by some of these ads. But let's play this clip <laughs> taking on Jared Polis. And again, this is the Republican line about how all violence is to be blamed on Democrats. Here's to you, Jared Polis. Here's to you, Jared Polis. In just a few short years, you turned Colorado into a hot mess. Thanks to you, we are now number one in the country in auto theft. Has anyone seen my car? Drug overdoses are now as common in our state as bighorn sheep. If your goal was more violent crime and homelessness, job well done, Jared Polis. There's poop on the sidewalk. You raise taxes by calling them fees, and then you say you're going to cut taxes. Well played, Governor. We almost fell for it. That's a dirty trick. So here's to you, Jared Polis. No one is better at creating problems and then saying, I'm just the person to fix them. Here's to you, Jared Polis. Just want to bring up a little bit of data when it comes to the most dangerous states in this country. This is as of... 2022, the number one most dangerous state in America. Who can guess it? Can you guess it? I'm going to go with uh, Alaska. You are correct. Oh, it wait, is Alaska. Wait, Homicides. <laughs> I pulled 40, that out of very, my ass. Very yeah, high. I was yes, going to make indeed. a whole how it's not safe for salmon joke. Nope. Alaska, the most dangerous state in the union. Don't From remember. salmon? Especially if you're a woman, by the way. Followed, followed by New Mexico. Especially if you're a woman, by the way. Yikes. Followed by the very liberal Tennessee. Oh, followed by the very liberal Arkansas. Uh-huh. Followed by the exceptionally libturded Louisiana. Okay. Right. Call a crackhead. The sixth, most, the sixth most violent state in the country, Missouri. Okay. Followed by South Carolina. It's all okay. those Democrats. These, okay. Yeah, it's all these Democrats followed who are in by control. The very, you know, these guys are butt sniffers up there in South Dakota. <laughs> oh, my God. They got to legalize that weed already. Followed by uh-huh. Arizona. Mm. Ah, well. And the 10th most dangerous state, Michigan. Giving you a little, a little purple flare. Yeah, because the but governor again. almost got kidnapped there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So it's all horse shit. Don't let these people lie to you. Don't let them convince you that what you see isn't happening. Uh, And this is their final push. This is the right wing fringe Trump supporting movement within this country's final push. Right. That everything is dangerous. Everything is horrible. Um, And it's just whatever dangers do exist. They do exist. Take care of yourselves, please, Lord. Um, You know, but this is just not true. And that's why the rhetoric and the narrative, again, I don't know why the football is always so greasy. (laughs) <laughs> for the hands of the Dems. They keep on fumbling it, but just when you go to the polls, you know, specifically in places like Pennsylvania, with swing, my states. Mom, swing states, John Fetterman, Ohio, these states really matter. And uh, just don't get 
persuaded by the rhetoric and the really positive, the powerful um, speaking powers of people like, again, Hannity, Ingram, Mark Levin, right. Ben Shapiro. These guys, well, Ben Shapiro doesn't want to talk. I don't understand how he has a radio <laughs> My show. My wife. It's just, he, <laughs> what if I just bully you? What <laughs> Get him. At least, at least Hannity does Tai Chi or some shit. Yeah. Um, Tucker has a turd in his pants, you know. Oh. But anyway, don't let him get to you. Don't believe the bullshit. It's simply not true. And uh, if you want more of the same, vote for these psychos and say goodbye to our election process because that's what we're fighting for at this point. We're right. so fucking basic. This mm-hmm. limbo bar is 10 feet fucking high. Right. <laughs> and somehow the, the Democrats are like, what if I put stilts on? Oh, okay. <laughs> get under it. Get under it, baby. It's a low bar. All right. Just well, don't believe the fear mongering the that fear the Republicans are selling. Absolutely. And don't let your family members believe it either. Mm-hmm. I but mean, it's, it's tough because, again, we live in different worlds. Everyone, Everyone's in their own little world depending on their iPhone. Right. right, right. Fake news. You're fake news. I heard I heard Paul Pelosi was rock hard, and he didn't hit his head in the, with the hammer. Okay. He hit his dick with the hammer. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I He's heard. He's got to get stitches on his dick. On his dick. That's what I read, too. Mm. <laughs> All right. Anything else? <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked. At, at all of this, gentlemen. Fantastic. Yeah, it's been a shocking show. But that's the reason why it's our last show before the election. I know. I can't believe Everyone, it. Everyone, please go out and vote. Bring 10 friends, sensible friends, mm-hmm. to also vote. No, fuck it, man. If you, Whatever. Bring people out to vote, and you know what you're vote doing. on the issues. If one of the mm-hmm. people happens to vote the other way, whatever. As long as you got Whatever. Right. Just fucking, we just need, the process is broken. And it's going to get worse if we don't exercise our right to vote. Mm-hmm. And we can't let people like this have control. Right. It's just insane, dude. It's insane. Think of Kansas when Kansas beat back that abortion ban mm-hmm. earlier this summer. Think of Brazil where Lula mm-hmm. just yep. unseated Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro. The Trump of Brazil. He's been beaten by a progressive leftist. Liz Truss is gone. Come on, people. Liz Truss is gone. It's well, happening. she's still, the conservatives are still in control over there. But anyway, hang in there, everyone. We will be back after the elections this weekend. This is why it's so important. What's bigger than what's bigger than politics? Family, love, love. family. Jackie Zabrowski is going oh, so to be marrying her her boo. Jack is oh. a wonderful man. He's a manly man too. He fixed my my, my tire popped. Yeah, I was about to call OnStar, but I called Jeff instead. He fixed it and he taught me how to do it. Yeah, he fixes. That's things. a real man. Right? He is a real man. He's really does a whole bunch. Of, I destroy stuff and then he fixes it. Yeah, isn't that awesome? <laughs> Well, speaking of which, we can fix this together. Okay, everyone, hang in there. Have a great weekend. Uh, get excited. And uh, well, who knows what will happen on Tuesday, but stay positive because uh, there are some big things, some big positive things happening uh, if it goes right. It's possible. Hail yourselves, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, Go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. In a fast-paced world... 
Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.